one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Well, welcome back, prospectors, to another episode of The Howling Salt Mine podcast. The podcast where we delve into those salty, salty minds of the Magic the Gathering community, find the saltiest stories we can find, those salty confessionals, and bring them back up and share them with you, our listener. We'll talk about these, we'll talk about salt, we'll tell some jokes, and maybe pass along a little bit of wisdom. Um, or maybe not. Maybe we'll just, you know, occupy you for an hour while you're driving into work. But that's pretty good too, right? As always, I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined today by my two co-hosts, Mike and Tony. Say hey, guys. What up, what up, what up? Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Indeed. Well, I was uh, going to say, you didn't say indeed. Can it really be a true start <laughs> to the podcast? Yeah, I snuck it in, man. I snuck it in. I didn't want to... Just keep you on your toes, Tony. I like that. I know. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> Where is this going? Everyone move else along, leave the, move along, everyone sir. Else leave the room. Move along. <laughs> uh, and we are joined today by a special guest, Mike Carroza, stand-up comedian from Montreal and author for Commander's Herald for the article called Am I the Bolus? What's Hell going yeah. on, Mike? Howdy, boys. What's cracking? Thanks for joining uh, us. Happy man. to be here. Um Man, when I saw so I, this all came about because Josh was on a couple weeks ago with the Stoic Angel and he posted on Twitter. It's like, if you're not bringing this up in the rule zero discussion, I don't want to play with you. <laughs> and it's Stoic Angel. And I literally I have a discord chat with like friends of mine. And I just literally I sent it over and I was like, is this I can't tell if this is real. Does anybody know this guy enough to know if this is a bit? Because I know he plays CDH, but like when he's playing casual, maybe is he is this what he, is this for real? Because if this is for real, I'm pretty, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this level <laughs> of magic to be hitting right now. And turns out, of course, it's a bit. But man, it was a scary couple minutes. Because uh, <laughs> I, I was like, man, what happened? Everybody's talking about running removal. And then all of a sudden, stoic, stoic angel. <laughs> <laughs> man it's overpowered quite frankly that hoses my entire deck it's like dude how, how, hey man guess what you'll lose faster which takes you to game two how yeah. about that is that <laughs> is that really what you want or hey maybe it's time to bounce the angel and then you focus <laughs> all your energy on that guy the really scary thing is that that's a bit because someone truly was scared of yeah. <laughs> someone genuinely like raged over it. Look, I was, I was afraid of it back in 2013 too. Okay. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. All right. <laughs> and I had it in my deck and it was stolen from me. That's how, you know, I played the Derevi deck and I had, I, it was just a tap on tap shenanigans deck and I oh, had the angel in there It ruled, you know, <laughs> but uh, it got taken from me and I was like, no, my stuff. But then I, Killed it. <laughs> you, did, you did that thing you do when a card shows up that you're not excited about at the table. Yeah. You deal with Unexpected it. absence. Put it on top of my library. Get it back. Boom. Oh, wow. That's such a pretty good tech, dude. <laughs> Damn. 
This was 2013. Well, yeah, and, then, <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, haha, I get that reference. And you were like, what's the reference? What? And I was like, it's Thank a reference you. to a podcast episode <laughs> that hasn't been aired yet. So right. it's like literally an open joke just for the three of us and Josh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but then I read up on what the podcast is and I was like, oh, no, I, this is my column. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is what I do at Commander's Herald, you know, like. <laughs> the whole point is people email in like an ask any kind of situation, right? They're looking for advice. They're trying to be like, was I in the wrong or was this person wrong? You know, basically, am I the asshole of the Reddit thread, the Reddit uh, subreddit to yeah. uh, to magic? Am I the bolus? I am I that. the biggest asshole in magic history? Here's the thing. Biggest asshole might be Yogmoth, probably with all the <laughs> genocide stuff and the <laughs> eugenics and stuff. Uh, but, you know, bolus was the most recent big bad. And uh, so we went with that. And uh, yeah, man, that's it's literally what I do on the column is people be like, so I was playing this game and this guy played a high powered deck, even though he said it wasn't high powered <laughs> and he tutored all this combo pieces uh, and by turn three assembled it in one. Am I the bolus for not wanting to play against him again? And it's like, <laughs> no, dude. You're fine. <laughs> Live your life. But guess what? This guy lives a sad life. Okay. <laughs> Anybody that tells you that they're not running an infinite combo deck or, you know, like they're it's not high powered and then they they turbo out a win when people are still like land, go. Here's another yeah, guild yeah. gate, you know. Like people calling things jank and then like just still winning like turn four or five and yeah, being named exactly. Anthony. I mean, some people are just better than other people at the <laughs> game. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> here's here's the problem with jank is that it can still win. Yeah, you that's what I'm talking a, about. I'm not. I'm not ever gonna get mad at anybody playing a jank deck, getting the Thank perfect you. hand. Like yeah. that's something. Hey, guess what? We got to see that. Guess who? <laughs> Who, guess who got the yeah, witness? You guys are fucking privileged. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it always involves soul ring, which is why I think it, it needs to go. Like, but then where else Ooh. do you throw it? Wow, yeah. Come, coming in high oh, and heavy with fun. the okay. and opinions right off the top. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, I think it needs to go for me. I don't need. Oh God, except in decks where I run CMC five or more, <laughs> CMC mana value five or more. <laughs> as a average like my ever-changing dane deck is like most of the creatures are five plus so i'm like maybe mikey gets a little soul ring uh, <laughs> i was playing with a group uh, a couple weeks ago where whenever somebody played a soul ring on turn one they had to put a dollar in the middle of the table and whoever won the game gets the dollar back so <laughs> it's basically like your tax for or, or you put the money towards like snacks or something like that it's your tax for being able to have like such a gas first couple turns finally balanced ante yeah fuck yeah fuck great yeah. i love that that's wonderful the soul jar yeah and it came up like people were putting dollars in the middle of the table it was awesome i mean depending on how many games you get uh get to play in a night that's gonna happen like a, a handful of times for sure yeah then you get three bucks good job everybody <laughs> we love to see it i can now buy a new soul ring <laughs> <laughs> in america you can yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man well let's uh let's get into our interview section of the podcast mike so our first question is when did you get into playing magic when did you start playing 
I got into Magic in 99, I believe. I started playing in 99 when I found um, 7th edition. Uh, like, it was like a, a an intro to Magic thing. Um, and you get like you got a, a CD and you put it into your computer and it's a tutorial. And oh, then man, at the end, amazing. it's like sign up for Magic Online. And then and I was like, well, I don't have the Internet, so I'm just going to play the tutorial over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever, I'm eight. I'm a little dipshit. I like I like that. This Hey, it's got I have now it comes with a deck where there's a thorn elemental and those ooh spooky. Ooh. Right, thorny. <laughs> so, thorny elemental was OP. Oh, it was so, back then. Ooh, you, oh yeah, tell oh, me yeah. about it. I've got a seventh edition foil thorn elemental. Oh wow, oh, my God. you can retire on that, Tony. You know, it's worth <laughs> more than I think it should be. But <laughs> tell that to every seventh edition foil. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, I started back then. I was playing uh, kind of just like kitchen table with friends for a long time, dipped out, got back into it, stopped playing altogether when I hit high school. And then I I always bought packs like every now and then, like I, yeah. I stopped playing and then I was like, oh, what's this? I missed this game. Let me buy a pack of Betrayers of Kamigawa. Yeah. Sure. And uh, then it was like, oh, Mirren and Besieged. Who hasn't? What is OK? You know, or <laughs> or before that, Mirrodin. And then. When I was back was Theros block. So Theros, born of the gods, journey into Nyx. Yeah. I was back in, and then I bought a commander precon, the Derevi one. Nice. Uh, evasive it's maneuvers. Yeah, very fun, very cool. Lots of reasons to love that deck and hate it. But <laughs> I, uh, 2013 came around, bought that, thought, let me upgrade it. I looked at Tomer's upgrade lists on online on the uh, uh, budget commander use that for a basis of what i wanted to do my old school buddy uh lucas who was working at the store was like hey i play with friends like i haven't seen you in years but like i know you if you want to join up so started doing that and like 2014 came around i you know i ended up buying another pre-con played at a comedy festival with a couple nerds there and nice <laughs> 2015 i was just i was in marin and Ezri decks i had them both i started slamming so from then on i just i've been very consistent you know i it, it eventually that turned into writing about it being way more into it i write for commander's herald you know uh, edh rec sister site I've, I've written a couple articles for edh rec and now I also write for the Bag of Loot, which is my LGS's uh, blog, you know, where cool. they're like, hey, a new set's coming out. You want to talk about what it is for Commander? And I'll be like, sure thing, dude. These cards rule. These cards suck. <laughs> Buy them all anyway. <laughs> I need to Buy them here at this LGS. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, starting 99, just like just like everybody I've heard is like they start young, kind of fall away from it, come back yep. to it. You know, I, it it doesn't help that I was, you know, bullied for it a little bit early on. Mm. Made me want to give it up. But I've always really appreciated the game. I feel like I learned a lot from it. It feels like one of those games where you like you don't feel like a total dweeb nerd learning stuff. You, and it tricks you into learning. Like I, I read Vigilance and I was like, well, that's a word I'm unfamiliar with. Better <laughs> look it up in the dictionary. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's what I liked about it when I first started playing. It was like this kind of unnecessarily complicated thing 
that's just like really cool like really interesting interactions happen and i got to fucking collect shit which i like doing too so and and look at cool pictures win-win yeah exactly (laughs) the art was a big piece for me it was just always so cool like there were some cards that like objectively sucked ass but like you're looking at them and you're (laughs) like awesome yeah bargaining table for mercadian masks sick you tell me what that card does then you have a weird deck you know (laughs) or too much of mercadian masks bulk lying around i mean jesus (laughs) the rebels um what a what a time in magic's history (laughs) well let's jump to our next question here mike hit me so you're a connoisseur of salt you've got your am i the bolus article what makes you salty hmm i wasn't prepared for this question Um, (laughs) he's uh, reading off a script folks he he lifts up the script and begins to read (laughs) my um oh there's a typo um (laughs) the thing that makes me salty i'll say is and here's the thing i'm gonna go and say i'm I get salty a lot. <laughs> All right. Not, great. not a great start. You're in good company. <laughs> hey, good. Because I get salty when people are deliberately clashing with someone else's experience. I feel like that's like um, if somebody makes it clear that like, hey, this is the first time I'm playing this deck. I really want to see it go off. I don't have a lot of time to play magic. And then you've got somebody that's like, well, I'm going to hold on to counters because um, I know that that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. And I'm not going to let it resolve. And it's like, hey, this would be like, it's a seven card combo. And you get to the sixth one and it's like, hey, man, there's no chance of this happening ever again. I just want to <laughs> see it happen, you know? And that person goes, uh, no. And that's it, you know? Yeah. To them, I, yeah. I just think that, the, I don't know, the denial of fun is what makes me a little salty. I think there's... There's something to be said for the fact that, yes, magic is inherently competitive. You are trying to win. But redefining what a win is means that you can also include others in your win. I think that personally, when I play magic with a bunch of friends, sometimes it is funny to do something like that because Definitely. you're clowning on your on your friend. <laughs> yeah. But at the same sometimes time, it's really funny to do that. Sometimes it's <laughs> the funniest thing you can do. But yeah. at the same time. It's even funnier to do all that. Like, here's a here's my counter spell, and then no, here's a counter spell countering my counter spell. Go off. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gates wide open. Right. I think it's just so much more fun to see something cool happen in the game. The game is designed to be so streamlined in a stand when it came to standard. We were like, we're trying to figure out all these cards. We're trying to get to a game plan. Commander is literally the format where you get to have 99 cards plus your your one guy that you don't know when they're coming. And you don't like there's it's just a bigger puzzle and you don't know what pieces are going to go where. And every time should look different to me. So Mm -hmm. I'll say this. That leads me to my second thing. Tutors. I hate tutors, man. If, if you're not tutoring a land to the battlefield or you're not tutoring some, if you are tutoring up a secret commander, fine. If you're tutoring up something that you're like, this is my jank thing. I like wanted to do the hats theme a long time ago, but this commander is only in blue, red. And I wanted, I wanted like four colors sick. You know what? Personally, 
I'll tell you, just run that in the command zone and pretend it's the cost and cost of your commander. Who cares? <laughs> Let's have fun with this. Let's enjoy mm. ourselves, right? But um, if somebody's like, I have an answer for this, time to go get that answer with uh, one of the four cards in my hand that can be any other card. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Why do you need this so badly? Oh, man, I <laughs> fucking know? love tutors. <laughs> I feel I like they say. go against the spirit of commander. I, I feel mm. like it goes against the spirit of commander. <laughs> Frankly, personally, I think the fact that it can be literally like for the most part, people aren't playing tutors that aren't flexible, right? If they're playing a tutor, yeah. they're usually going, especially in black, they're going for something that's going to get them oh, exactly yeah. what they need, right? Yeah. And Definitely. I've got a, I've got a look, I'm not even fucking front. I've got a beautiful demonic tutor somewhere in my collection that is like, looks fantastic. Is it ever going to see a deck? No goddamn way. I'm never, <laughs> I, that's interesting. I don't play CDH. I don't need it. Yeah. I feel like I felt that way until I had all of the cheap, really nice tutors. And now I want to put them in every fucking deck. <laughs> <I have. laughs> I came around bad. the other way. I came the other way from it. I have all the tutors in my staple binder. I've just taken them out one by one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think it's valid to be like, I want more yeah. variance in my experience. So I'm going to take that out. And like, we have certain decks that will run tutors and certain decks that won't. And to, to defend Tony, you're pretty adamant about like, if you do have a tutor, you don't tutor for the same thing every game. Like you, yeah. you've said that a bunch of times because it gets really boring. Whereas I 100% have a deck where every single time I tutor up my fucking general's enforcer because you know it makes my legendary creatures indestructible. And then the deck sings and it's great. Because you're playing Jota the Unifier? No, I'm playing a, a like really janky um, Alesha human deck. So it's all like legendary humans. So it's That's like, fun. you know, it's pretty limited in what it actually does. But um so we're all CDH players too. So you okay, know. on the side, on the side, we do tutors a bit of like both. your bread and butter. No, I mean in that format, it makes sense to have two. Exactly. The, the mm -hmm. whole point is to play to the utmost of your ability. Game. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. You have a game plan. CDH is the closest we're going to get to like those standard or modern naming conventions. Like yeah, totally. throwing around Blue Farm. I'm like, cool. What the fuck is that? Like. <laughs> 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 like what the first tell me the first time you heard Cobblade, you weren't like, okay, um, somebody please tell me what this means. You know, it, it I is still interesting. I say I'm kind of thinking that right now, actually. <laughs> it's it's uh well, I don't really know anymore, but it was like a nice. modern deck yeah. with Stoneforge Mystic and oh mm, yeah, you yeah, the sword yeah. and put it on a bird and went swinging. Like it, yeah, yeah. And I think it was Squadron Hawk. So you got yeah, like all your birds Hawks. at once. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think that in CDH, tutors are where it's at. Like, obviously, if I if I were to play a deck in CDH, if it could get away without tutors, I would prefer it. Hmm. But yeah, current meta, there's absolutely no way. There's no way to play a CDH deck without tutors and still be a threat at the table. Mono Red could yeah. probably do it. If anything. there's like some stormy shit. Yeah, Mono, Mono Red, Red maybe. What's Slicer? Literally Slicer. Like, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, sli Slicer's hilarious. Slicer's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you of don't need Tutors those, and Slicer. <laughs> of all of those Transformer cards, man, I 
did not expect the mono red everybody gets a turn guy yeah, to, yeah. To one that takes off <laughs> to be like breaking the format oh yeah i thought it was gonna be megatron the one that gives you mm. so much mana all the oh, time yeah. <laughs> but man slicer just to hear tomer talk about it on mtg goldfish too he's like no people keep killing me and i'm like yeah yeah dude you're killing yeah. everybody <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just like what it does. <laughs> Which leads me to my third thing that makes me salty is uh incorrect threat assessment. I oh, think mm, I think if somebody Amen, is, brother. Dude. Yeah. yeah, dude. Fuck if somebody can't uh, properly do threat assessment <laughs> and plays like spitefully, like here's the thing. If I'm playing spitefully, I'm announcing it, okay? I, mm. I I'll play I'll play a shitty deck and I'll put something out there and I'll be like if anybody removes this chromatic lantern I am gonna fuck you up full yeah. stop <laughs> I am not playing properly this is a new side game and I hope that's fine <laughs> yeah. okay and they're like sure and I'll be like great and then my buddy Chris decides to test me and I'm like well Chris you're the idiot and I'm <laughs> I hope you don't like all your artifacts because they're gone now you know like. <laughs> So, yes, I'm a hypocrite in that. I think spite plays are ridiculous. But at the same time, uh, if if you don't make good on a threat, then nobody's going to take you serious. Exactly. Um, yeah. You have to do Here it for that. I do hate that when you get you get sideswiped in a game like, hey, I've been trying to rebuild and rebuild my board after four board wipes. I'm a creature based deck and I know I can get out of hand if I have like the proper tools. I play a black market connections to hopefully draw me into something next turn. And that's all I can play my turn because I've been fucked over so much the entire time. Uh, meanwhile, the Nath player has been screwing with our hands and killing everybody. So maybe we should focus <laughs> on him. But the uh, the least player is like, no, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to swing at you because you're you've got like 14 life. Yeah, you're about to pop off of that black market connection. So yeah, uh, you can only pay for once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, bring me down to six and then make give me an interesting choice to make. You know, how about that? Like give me that. That would I would actually I would respect the hell out of that. But no, it's like, oh, I'm gonna send all my spirits at you, and then I'm wide open for the yeah, <laughs> for the discard Man. guy. N nothing bugs <laughs> me more than than bad threat assessment or just being God. like kicked over and over again when I'm already down. It's like, I'm literally mm -hmm. doing nothing. And people are like, well, Sam's got Alesha out. We should probably attack him. I'm like, no, I have three lands in my hand. You don't need to be doing this. I'm like referencing <laughs> a specific game that happened like a month ago that I'm still longer, salty yeah. about. I feel that. <laughs> you ever just reveal your hand to be like, look, yeah. I don't definitely don't touch me. Like, you know? I, I feel like that's usually a like, it's like an hour and 45 minutes in when that starts happening, where people are just like, yeah. like I got nothing. Like, can the we desperation just... play? Yeah. Like, please. An hour free me and from 45 minutes in? Hell no. I'm doing that <laughs> 40 minutes in. <laughs> if I don't have plays and I'm I'm nearing an hour and somebody's like still focusing on me, I'm like, hey, guess what? Don't do this. Like, <laughs> I played against, and this is a friend. This is a friend, and I and I care. I love him very much. If you're listening, I want you to know, I don't hate you for this. But Sam, edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit it so you just said I hate you for hate this. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes. Perfect. I accept the terms. Um, <laughs> this one guy in my online play group with pals from all over, 
he, we were playing a four pod with one of my buddies who's like a newcomer to commander so he's brand mm-hmm. new to commander another one who's like seasoned but playing a very like when i say jank like it is jank 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 it is goofy boy jank time and then i'm playing one that i haven't like quite figured out i'm just like i pulled a bunch of stuff that i had lying around but i have you know i'm trying out this deck we'll see how it works out but i know what i'm doing with it so i like i'm fine you know what i mean mm-hmm. but this guy is playing alesha slivers oh and man. he plays three slivers and we kill them and then he goes come on guys what the hell and we're like you're playing slivers yeah um, <laughs> i know how this goes <laughs> yeah and then i get my ship blown up by the other two players and i'm like that's fair and then this he plays like another sliver and alesha with haste and swings and activates and then somebody removes the sliver that's giving us the most trouble and he's like i can't do anything and i'm like you just got rid of the ozolith in my counter deck right now like, <laughs> when it was stacked with everything you know anyway whole thing oh man i love those little like petty complaints they're so funny it, but those are things that that get me riled up i'll say and so uh mike i think we got a couple other questions what do you Hit have me. here for us bud yeah, so as a connoisseur of salt, we uh-huh. figured we'd get an extra chance to ask you some questions that not everyone else would be like equipped to answer correctly. It so that was go. scripted, folks. <laughs> yeah, that that was extremely scripted. Uh, and I there were, in fact, I'm ready. <laughs> what are like some common trends that you see on write-ins uh, that you think you know are common salty nuggets that people experience? Uh, whenever people play in three player pods, they get upset. Um, yep. That, <laughs> yes. That's very common. Yes. Yeah. Yep. A lot of people don't know what pub stomping means. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I, I kind of want to go through a the lot archive. of pub stompers writing in, not knowing what pub stomping means or the average user. No, no. It's a lot of people being like, so I went to this LGS and this guy was totally pump stomping. And uh, and he, he just like it was so hard to play again. And I got mad and I left. Am I the bolus? And I'm like, kind of. How do you ha- <laughs> like you're, you're I can't I can't run this article. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like you just lost in a game and got really salty about it. Like you didn't get pub stomped. That yeah. that we see a bunch like that, too, where it's like, is of this course. guy? am I pub stomping if I'm doing this? It's like, no, you're just playing a good deck. And like your friends are playing bad decks and. <laughs> Maybe there's a problem there, but you're not pub stomping. I think the other thing is a lot of people are. How do I put this? A lot of people are kind of afraid to win when they're on the casual side. Yeah, like for sure. Th- th- a lot of a lot of stuff I'll get is like I, I played this deck and I and I built this deck to be like kind of like slower, but I I, I keep winning against my play group, you know, or. Mm-hmm this guy keeps winning against us and we don't really know how to ask him to power down and stuff like that. So that'll come up. And to, to me, what that means is like, you're not having this conversation with them. Yeah. First of all, here's a blanket statement for am I the bolus? If this is a play group question and you have a regular play group, the answer I'm going to give you is talk to each other. <laughs> How about that? How about uh, a little bit of communication? Well, that's lot, perfect. Right. My next question was going to be, what's what's some advice you find yourself frequently offering to uh, salty players? <laughs> if you're a play group, talk to your play group. 
you know? communicate with the other humans that you're interacting with. Like. Right. <laughs> the trouble it becomes when somebody writes in and they're like, I went to my LGS and here's the story. And it's from my side only. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to ask more questions. And usually they're like, well, I, I, I said this, but I kind of meant more like this. And I'm like, aha. So that changes things entirely. And <laughs> uh, so I'm going to write it up with this new information. Thank you so much. But when people go to an LGS and they play with people they don't know, there's been a lot of advocating for this rule zero kind of conversation. Mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. why people go, oh, my dex is seven. But instead, what I want you to do is have a conversation being like, my deck is designed to dirtle. I don't like going off per se, but it will happen if, if it gets there in 15 turns, yeah. you know, <laughs> and if the person across from you is like, I play to win turn three combo, then you guys decide whether or not you want to play that game. Yeah. You know? But like, they also that, have to identify if you're running Stoic Angel too. Yeah, you always got to shout out <laughs> if you're running the, Stoic Angel. I can't Angel. believe you brought that up again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just did that, man. <laughs> I think a lot of people want to adopt the Rule Zero conversation, but I think a lot of people also fuck it up very frequently. Yeah, they kind of don't know how. We've had some stories come in where people were, you know, finished a game with some kind of card, some sort of innocuous card. And somebody was like, why didn't you say that you're running that in the rule zero conversation? It's like, dude, the rule zero conversation isn't me listing off every fucking right. card in my deck. Right. So you can tell me whether you enjoy every 100 card that I'm playing. Like it, yeah. it's, you know, it's got to have a balance and it's not going to be perfect. It, but as long as you're making the effort to have some kind of conversation to tune in the experience you want, I think it's good. Like some things like, turn you're trying to win on general yeah. strategies like that kind of stuff can get you pretty close whenever i play my savine the chronoclasm deck i introduce it as brash taunters deck right mm -hmm. so, hey i've got all the brash taunters i could fit in here and a bunch of clones and the idea is that i deal damage to them and deal damage baseboard wipes yep and and i wrap the game by sending that damage elsewhere and that's the whole plan right savine's the commander because if i cast it from my graveyard savine doesn't take any damage and i get two of them how does that sound like fine and usually people are like, that sounds very silly. Actually, let's see how yeah. it works. <laughs> but this one time literally won the game with this play. I cast Star of Extinction from my graveyard after like frantic searching it in there and then mm -hmm. playing it from my graveyard. And somebody was like, well, I didn't realize you were playing land destruction. Kind of a dick move to not mention that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I don't... I don't <laughs> There are some circumstances where I think it's just unfair to like have a conversation with somebody because they're at such a deficit uh, mentally. Uh, <laughs> I've line, I've laid out my deck. I told you I'm playing. I'm playing a bunch of damage based board wipes. Easily the one that deals the most damage is Star of Extinction. It deals yeah. 20 damage to each creature. It just also happens to have the text yeah. destroy target land. Guess what? If you could give your land hexproof, I that, that wouldn't know if it was resolved, and that would have been a pretty cool play on your part, you know? But it says destroy target land. It is Excuse one me. land. Yeah. Like, it's it's just, a single I was land. Say, it is one land. It's, right? it's a single <laughs> land. It Man, costs a, seven mana. Dick. I can't it costs this. seven mana. Yeah. It's a single land. Done this. <laughs> and then guess what? 
I picked two of my own lance. Man, I picked two of my own lands for the spell. And I that's a real pub stomper there, just flexing on them, choosing your own lands. (laughs) I just had it, I had it locked up. Everybody was tapped out. I had what three indestructible stuffy dolls out, and I was like, okay. I'm I'm going for it. Like cast like <laughs> frantic search, cast from the graveyard, target two of my lands, and that's game. Everybody lo- everybody loses at once. Yeah. But I got I got the gee, I, you know what? I can't play with you. you. It was like so disingenuous for oh you to say God. that your deck doesn't run any you know land destruction or any tutors or anything. And yet here you are. You've got land destruction in your deck. I'm kind of I'm really upset with you right now, and I have to be like, you know what, dude. <laughs> cool i hope you're yeah. i hope you stay upset at me and we just don't have a chat again because i yeah. <laughs> i can't have that conversation with a person like that it's so hard to look yeah. somebody in the eye and be like i'm i'm so sorry that you misunderstand what this is yeah sometimes yeah. you got to hit people with like the yeah. i'm sorry you feel bad about this you yeah know? <laughs> i'm sorry your grasp of reality is weak yeah <laughs> yeah and you just got to tell people like we, you know, we give out a lot of advice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to tell people to get good. And that is truly <laughs> the only They'll be like, Hey, it sounds like you just kind of suck and you got to get good. <laughs> to me, usually we uh, don't read those ones in the show, but right. Yeah. It's a Tony <laughs> special good. that usually gets yeah, edited. Tony out. Special that, that he gives. Toss it on the Patreon. <laughs> the Patreon is just Tony going, uh, this scrub wrote in, get good. <laughs> suck it, dude. Anyway, this yeah. one comes in from Dominic and he says, I lost. Oh, you lost. Get good, dude. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you just Honestly, go through like 20 questions per episode? <laughs> that would be an incredible segment. <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. <laughs> Sounds like you played like trash, dude. Get good. On to the next one. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> well, shall we jump into it, guys? Want to cook into our first question here? For sure. Hell yeah. Sweet. So let's dip in. Going to be talking about some salty stories here, talking about some salt and uh, seeing what we get. Tony, you're not going to ask me what salt is? Mike, oh, you want to ask me? What salt? No, it's my role. Fuck. <laughs> what salt, yeah. Sam? Uh, salt is when, you know, your highly trained co-worker on your podcast. Fuck you. Forgets his role. <laughs> forgets his one line. <laughs> Yeah, forgets this one line. No, I'm just teasing. I I feel like we've defined salt pretty damn well for the listeners at home. So exactly. We also just talked about it for about an hour. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you really want to know what salt is, just you know, get another device. Borrow your girlfriend's phone, your boyfriend's phone, your parents' phone. Re-download this episode on every <laughs> device. Uh, give us a five star rating and just listen to that intro again, and you'll be reminded of what salt is. Oh, you're just going to tell them to like pause, go back, listen to uh, the beginning episode and then. But why not listen on a new device and pump up our numbers, Tony? Sure. <laughs> Got to get those downloads, man. Doing a whole grift. Exactly. <laughs> All righty. So this this first one comes to us from a Reddit user. We are back in our wheelhouse with Reddit. And the username is Toptia by accident. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys see topped you by accident on the subreddits give them an upvote you know the drill spread that goodwill and apologies to everybody who has called me out for not saying that a lot on the podcast which has been like 
a, a lot more people than you'd think. More than zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah more than zero more than more than like five so <laughs> they need the rhyme exactly they need the rhyme the rhyme really gets you in the mood for the question does it so this post is titled is it proper etiquette to warn about your impending infinite combo and the post goes tatiova benthic druid and cranko mob boss are decks of mine that revolve around infinite combos and when I'm about to win, I always let people know, hey, I'm about to win this turn. Should I do this and or explain what I'm about to do? Or is it my opponent's fault for not recognizing my board state? Nice and quick one here. Hmm. That's an interesting one. I think I love I this. Think, yeah, I love this too, because I think this ch- player is choosing like the one time that it's slightly wrong to say that you're going to win with an infinite combo. I think you say it when you're starting like your rule zero. And I think you say it when you're putting the piece that finishes it, like on the stack, Mm. you can say like, this piece is going to be able to let me do some stuff. And you can say it way in advance, but you don't need to say it like in your upkeep, like I'm about to do it guys. There's no reason to do that. (laughs) The steps of a turn are untap upkeep draw before main phase. You have to verify if you have an infinite combo in hand. (laughs) If you do, announce it main phase <laughs> I, I completely agree with you mike it's something that you say when that last piece comes down and truthfully mm-hmm. i only say it if no one at the board immediately picks up on it generally mm-hmm. speaking if you're assembling an infinite combo it's kind of obvious um or you know unless it has like six pieces or something like that and it's super janky but usually like if you have cranko coming down and you have some kind of like untapper and haste effect on board and you're going to go super wide with a million goblins or you're doing some kind of uh kiki jiki combo like Pastor the red flags are there and they are waving in the wind you know but if someone doesn't pick up on it i will say like this is your moment to interact because i'm about to to pop off here you know yeah we actually even do that in cdh sometimes i don't uh, anymore oh no, in cdh <laughs> Mostly the other people at the table will do it and and we'll kind of pause and be like, is exactly. this a final combo piece and talk through it right. and then assess whether or not we need to do it. So it's a little bit built in just from like the opponents. Personally, I feel like CDH is the last place for this. Yeah. Yeah. We've gotten better at like literally every trigger that goes on the stack. We start being like, wait, what is like happening uh, yeah, especially as real people suspicious. start to do things. Yeah. Like if somebody does more than two actions, it's like, okay, wait, wait, what's on that? the stack? And then everybody else starts talking about it. But I don't think anybody's announcing what's wait about a, to happen right now. Wait a minute, a second card. Hold on a second. Does anybody have something for this? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree though. I, I think it almost depends on like how much of a Rue Goldberg it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The obvious combos, I don't think anybody really announces, but it is this sort of game of, all right, I've got these like seven things out. And when I do this, this does that, which makes this do this. And mm. then like the further into it, you start to get somebody. I, I feel like that's when it's like more kosher to be like, okay, this is about to continue. Like once you demonstrate the loop once almost, yeah. it's kind of like, okay, now yeah. I can keep doing this. Yep. Unless somebody wants to like do something about it. And if not, fuck off, I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's a lot more nuance to this. Like you're you're mentioning Tatiova, Benthic Druid, and what was the other deck? Crank Boss. Yeah. Okay. So you've got two decks that are pretty solid, like very value-based commanders. 
uh Krenko itself is already a chem- like a combo piece. It, it's just yeah. like personally, I think in the rule zero conversation, you can mention I run infinites to end the game. Yep. Do you have to go through what the infinites are? I don't think so. I don't think that's necessary. I think that we're all playing the game and that's it. And I feel like if I don't see what you're playing as something that can win you the game when it hits the board, you know, then that's also a learning opportunity for me. I think that that's also part of what makes magic fun is that like, Hey man, you're going to lose and you're going to lose a lot, but then you learn, you learn something from the game. And that's a Mm -hmm. huge, huge piece of what I enjoy about magic Mm -hmm. is that I'm seeing things, new things to me that then, Oh, cool. That's how that works. You know, it's another thing that if I'm playing Kiki Jiki and then immediately I've got the pester mite combo, like one after the other, I'm like, that's a cheap win, but it's a win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a, it kind of sucks, but now I know that I can't let you resolve Kiki Jiki, or maybe I read pester mite while it's on the stack and want to do something about it. Or yeah. maybe I've got instant speed removal to kill the pester mite before Kiki can get, you know, another copy, you know? Yeah, one of my favorite like learning moments with infinite combos is when you realize that certain combos need to be interacted with at specific moments. Like mm-hmm. where you're saying, like Pestermite's on the stack, Kiki Jiki's being cast, you know, something along those lines. Maybe even you let the Pestermite land and you're interacting mm-hmm. with that ETB effect and you're like, okay, oh, I'm yeah. going to fuck it up now. Yeah. And you can kind of pick your moment and sometimes you fuck it up and you miss your moment and the combo goes off and you learn. And other times you get it and like if you hit yeah. that moment right, sometimes you can do it where the person comboing off thinks that they still have it and you're like, uh-huh. like, oh yeah, the pestermite resolves. And they're like, oh, really? All right. Okay. I activate Kiki and you're like, with that on the stack. Ah. <laughs> and then you do something. I love that shit. So do I. I I also think that there's some value in combos that aren't necessarily infinite per se. Like they are in that, like you can keep keep the loop going but like okay for instance the first build of aminatu the fate shifter was uh had a mill sub theme mm-hmm. and i had altar of the brood out and felidar guardian and aminatu and so i just was blinking Am- yep. aminatu and felidar guardian a lot of the other players didn't have anything for it uh but my buddy sean you know after the rest of the team like the rest of the group was pretty much milled out he still had like a solid chunk of deck to him because he played like an echo of eons or something and um he was like well uh okay so they're all milled out well now i'm going to kill fellow dark guardian <laughs> you know yeah, yeah that's and, that's the and best. it's like oh you made me do your dirty work i'm here thinking <laughs> i'm i'm here thinking like i've got this on lock you know and he's like mm-mm Nah, dude. It's kind of like when you are playing CDH for the first time and fuck blue because it's a trash color for trash players. <laughs> and so you're the only one at the table not running it and you have no counters and you play Anya Falcon Wrath and then you get the World Gorger Dragon oh. and it mm. finally lands mm. and you're like, mm. I'm going to fucking win. No mm-hmm. one's got any counters and I'm feeling spicy as fuck. World and Gorgeous then... resolving? Oh my god, I'm in <laughs> Yeah, it literally hits, and I'm like the happiest I've ever been. <laughs> and then Nick pulls out a fucking vapor snag or whatever the fuck. There it are was. there are Incredible. so few combos that give me more joy to stop mm. than yeah. a world gorger dragon combo <laughs> because you can just totally fuck someone's board where they have 
literally nothing. Absolutely. Like, and that's why you retired yep. that deck, Tony, because he was playing this Anya deck, you know, makes infinite mana, does a bunch of shit with it. And for like three games in a row, we yeah. would fucking nuke the world gorger dragon while tony's entire right. board was bounced and then it was yeah, like well it's gone while that yeah exactly <laughs> and i think that's such a beautiful learning moment too for everybody even if like you're playing with two other players who don't see why that's a blowout yeah you get yep. to teach them that thing. and i think that that's fun so you demonstrate so back to the to, to the question like i i think that like if i'm sitting down with tony and you're on your deck right and you're like, I play World Gorger combo. I'm like, sick. I know what that is. But yep. also, I know that the second you throw World Gorger in the graveyard, I've got to be careful. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And if I don't, I'm about to learn something. <laughs> I'm about to see something so cool. It's 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 crazy to me that. Oh, and another thing besides tutors, I don't like. I don't really fuck with counters. I like play maybe two, and that's because there's like another effect staple to them, Preach. like Mystic Con- Confluence and. Uh, I play Sublime Epiphany in my clones deck. Nice. Um, but I'll say, I, I think it's just so cool to see something go off. Like, I we spend so much time thinking about what what our decks can do, and and then somebody plays something that you've never seen before, and you're like, man, that's so sick. I I'm glad that I got to see it. I'm glad that I didn't come up with it. I'm glad I got to experience this. Like it's. To me, that's the fun of this game. Like I, yeah. I, I lose so many games. I lose so many games. It's so much fun. Our mic does too. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> yeah, we track all our games, and and Mike is the losingest player. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. But, and least salty. So take that with. Yeah, and I'm the, the grain and salt. Tony and I are the saltiest players, and we win the most. Uh, so. <laughs> no, there's only one of us that's the saltiest. <laughs> there's one person on the top of that list. <laughs> How do you how do you calculate that? Oh, so so every game that we play, we track all the stats and we have it like pull into this large table. It's been a while since we talked about the table. So. You guys go to school for math or something? Yeah, yeah. we're all engineers. We actually did. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm a I have a theater degree that I wor- I use hey. sparingly. <laughs> so we have this huge table, and we've been tracking games for like. You know, we we play like a couple games every week and we've been tracking nice. games for maybe two or three years now yeah. or something. Two and a half, so, I think. Two and a half. So we got a lot of games in there and we break it between casual EDH and then CDH. Okay. And um, every game at the end, we vote for who was the saltiest baby. <laughs> okay. And usually it's pretty obvious because somebody yeah. like had a moment <laughs> okay. uh, and occasionally we award it to two people and then that all gets pulled into a, a percentage stat so when we first kicked it off just kind of why we started the podcast was because we talked about salt a lot and we would like see these funny posts online about people getting salty and we we're like this could be something and i am and was the saltiest baby for a long time <laughs> and i used to be i think it was 21 percent was was my <laughs> worst were, amount your highest percentage of salt it was pretty bad Salty like one in, in fifth of games yeah one in five <laughs> games i would like rage <laughs> and, and now i'm down to 14 so it's pretty good i'll, I'll tell you addicts. what i think yeah. if i were to be considered in the salt the, the salty scale I feel like I would take a lot of them because I do a lot of loud bits where I'm <laughs> where I'm pretending to be mad, where I'm like, 
No, but you, but they're forest on the field. It's a time. You gotta get that, you know. And it's like they're they're targeting my smothering tie. Then it's two copies I made, you know. But I'm like, yeah. it's like obviously I know it's right to fucking kill my shit. But like, I'm like, come on, please. You know what I mean? I feel like that's what gets me mad because Sam is good at that and he always does that and it always winds up rebounding onto my shit. And I'm yeah, like, and Tony I'm thinks it's annoyed. People think it's real, uh, and then like actually don't target Sam for some yeah, reason. That's pretty wild. That. No. <laughs> That's why you gotta ham it up like if like a little like a literal baby. <laughs> That's how you gotta do it. It's this thing where Tony will be like, Sam's just doing that thing again. And I'll be like, and you're just doing the thing you always do, which is deflect off your own board. And Mike and Nick will be like, Yeah, does just make a good point. That does sound like Tony. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just this like back and yeah, forth kind I, of thing. I get it. I get it. I'm I'm with you, but also the second somebody like after all that, I go like, no, that's fair. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Like you have to admit when somebody's right, they're right. Like yeah, I will, you're supposed to do that, but Sam I, won't. I'll admit it. Like I'll admit it. Like three months later, I'll be like, yeah, yeah. you were right about that. You know what? You know what's really satisfying is when you put something that looks innocuous, and like your opponents don't know your deck, but one of them is kind of like, I don't know, something about this I don't like. I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of that general's regalia, you know, and. um <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Uh, well, that was great, cause. And then I flash volcano Helion, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what a, what a killed me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there we go. Yeah, that and, is the best. So yeah. circling back to the uh, the post here, what do we? What's the salt rating? I want to say I don't. I don't think this is a salt situation. I feel like this is somebody somebody inquiring about how to properly play magic with mm-hmm. people. I think this is like. I love these kind of questions because it's somebody who wants to take the care, who wants to put care into their game, who wants to put care into their interactions with other people and make sure that they're having a pleasant experience no matter what, like, you know, they're doing their best. Right. So I don't feel like this is a moment where they're salty. So I don't, I don't think that this, 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 I'm going to go with a big fat zero on the salt. Yeah. I think they're just uh, I think they're just a scrub and needs to get good and learn how to, you know, (laughs) fucking not, Tell people and when you're gonna win. Think of how many wins they're giving up by not sneaking <laughs> yeah. those infinite yeah. combos they, in, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, edit in some explosion sounds and an air guitar. Uh, uh, no, edit <laughs> in the sound of an air guitar solo. Yeah. Specifically, air guitar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I agree with you guys. I don't think there's really any salt here. To answer the question, is it proper etiquette to warn about your impending infinite combo? I would say yes, but it depends on the power level you're playing at. CDH, you probably don't want to do that. And it depends on when you're warning people, Um, you know, give people a chance to like read your stuff and pick up on it. And if no one's really picking up on it, it's probably worth saying like, Hey, I'm about to pop off right now. This is your moment to stop me. If you can, I'm about to pop off. It's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, it triggers alarm bells, but not, not in a big offensive way. It's not like I'm about to win. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. This is extremely low salt. This is so low salt that it's someone actively formulating the low sodium recipe, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so they like we're in the aisle and they're like, I'm I'm gonna take the low sodium uh, chicken stock. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. need the, the extra salt. Exactly. <laughs> Gotta watch the cholesterol. Yeah. <laughs> Just live for it, you know. As an environmental engineer, 
just have the sodium. We have so precious few years left on this <laughs> floating rock. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. And Somebody get dark. me a Pepsi. <laughs> Somebody get me a Pepsi. All oh, yeah, right. Man. Let's move on to our next question. Do let's. So this next one comes to us from Gmail. This is one of our listeners. Nice. And this comes to us from Uncle Stern. If you guys see Uncle Stern ever in Gmail, <laughs> give him a email. Fuck. Spread the goodwill, guys. You know the drill. I'm just trying to like beat it in now that I've been chastised so many times. Um, and the post goes, I don't remember much about that game. It was all a fog. All I know is a line was crossed and I did the crossing. I was playing Xander the Collector, a regular saltsmith on his own. But in my deck, he was damn near impotent. I couldn't muster the board state to cast him. I was spinning my wheels, looking for a way to push ahead as the table passed by me turn after turn out of pity. I couldn't take it. I did the unthinkable. I countered an opponent's soul ring. He didn't need the mana. His playmat was brimming with land. But wait, the story is just getting started. He was dumbfounded and said, all right, then, if that's how we're playing, I'm going to destroy your soul ring. I needed the one drop mana lifeline if Xander was ever going to make an appearance in my next turn, and I was tapped out. So I played my ace. I force of willed his removal spell. (laughs) And what blue card did I exile to pay for it? A mana drain. My deck had more counters than a Home Depot during their kitchen and bathroom promos. (laughs) The rest of the match is a fog, and I'm sure I was the first to die in that game, but this particular back and forth has been firmly cemented in the histories of our playgroup. Am I lucky to have friends? Should I seek therapy? Uh, Yes and yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck blue. (laughs) Yes to the second one, just because generally, yeah, sure. Yeah, therapy (laughs) is just a good thing for everybody, Um, so it's, it's probably... It's probably a good thing to hit up. But you're definitely lucky to have friends after having three counters <laughs> in a hand. <laughs> I also love that we kind of have this little insight into this player keeping a hand that can't get anything done, <laughs> but has three counter spells in it. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's set out in that game hand. to fuck his friends over. He's like, well, I can stop anything. So like, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, Man. this is Mike. This is what we call a salty confessional. This is yeah. classic. Somebody, somebody was wicked salty, made some Man. bogus plays, and uh, you know, it's just trying to come clean before the council here. Look, man, I know he's a listener, but you dipshit. What a dumb. <laughs> you said this guy's playmat was brimming with lands. Let him have the soul ring and save your garbage. <laughs> I'm sorry. If a player's got 10 lands and plays a soul ring, I'm like, oh, he didn't need that. But guess what? It doesn't do anything. Like, <laughs> It's not something that they're going to get so much out of. If you counter a soul ring, it better be within the first four turns. Unless oh, it's a deck that's like trying to copy artifacts for something or other and soul ring helps do that or you know i don't know something very specific or do the turn one counter on a soul ring mental misstep on a soul ring feels like a like sex is cool but have you ever mental misstep the soul (laughs) ring on turn one (laughs) i have not because i don't play counters or cdas but i will say good (laughs) it is it, it it's so silly to me first of all i get that that like that would feel good and also like that player kept the hand with the soul ring and it cause a soul ring was in it yeah, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> um, but like, 
man, this this you've got three counters in hand. You're countering one with you. He didn't even say what yeah, it counter it was. Some yeah, sort of it counter. Was, it, it was counter, was. and you you pitch a mana drain for, to a force of will to keep. Hey, guess what? Guess what? A, what what it would have cost you to keep your your soul ring? Uh, had you not countered the other guy's soul ring, nothing. You would have <laughs> let this guy have a soul ring and cast maybe I don't know the mana I, drain. Get yeah, enough like, mana to cast your commander that you're struggling to get out. You know yeah. how, do you know how silly you have That's to be? Thing. Dude, you know what? You have a mana drain in hand. Hold on a second. First of all, mana drain, I hate it, but you know, you have it in first you have a mana drain in hand. This guy's got like what 10 plus lands in play, plays yeah. a soul ring. You don't think he's gonna follow it up with something huge? Some like, huge bomb. Hit that with the mana trick. <laughs> <laughs> then he destroys your soul ring, and then guess what? I don't know. I have nine mana coming for me next turn. <laughs> exactly. I think I'm good. And yeah, then because good. he hit your soul ring, you have the excuse of being like, well, Xander enters, and I wonder who I'm going to pick. Yeah, you know? who am I going to go for? <laughs> I, I will say, though, I've definitely been, I've definitely been in the position of Uncle Stern here. Not with this exactly, but I've been in a position where I'm doing so little in a game that I'm like, can I just do fucking anything? <laughs> and and I think also sometimes there's this thing that happens with counter spells. I think I've talked about this on a previous episode, but there's this thing that happens with counter spells when you have nothing else to do. They start like burning a hole in your pocket and you're like, I'm just going to counter fucking something. So you could just do anything and have any effect on the game. So, you know, I don't condone it. But I do see where they're coming from with this. Uh, but you know, it sounds like you fucked around and you found out <laughs> you pretty found hard, out. you know. <laughs> when you're a guy that's playing all these counters, right? You're you're somebody who's packing hella counter spells in your deck, right? You've gotta have discipline, my guy. Yeah. Like, like I get that you want to do something in the game. Guess what? You're in a position where that's not happening yet. Yet. You're going to make yourself known soon enough. Yeah, you got to wait for that perfect moment with a counter. Countering a soul ring is just so <laughs> silly that <laughs> late, that developed. I can't believe you did that. Why? Why? It's why not even a good that? like mana drain target. Like you're just getting one mana off it, you know? Well, that's like, why he yeah. exiled the mana drain. I bet he played <laughs> counter spell. I bet he played counter spell the first counterspell. one. OG counter spell. <laughs> Underpowered mana drain. Oh man. I yeah. <laughs> this is just it's it's salty, man. There's some fucking salt in this one, you know. Yeah, if I had this sure. much salt in my popcorn, I'd send it back. You know, like I'm not <laughs> not eating this. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about the ultimate feud starter. Mm -hmm. Removing somebody's soul ring. Fucking with somebody's soul ring is like in like a casual game. It's it's like kicking dirt into their face. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like a sacred thing. It's like, you don't mess with the soul ring. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was yeah. lucky enough to get it. Don't, don't fuck with it. <laughs> and it just opens you up. Like you got to be ready for, for what is to come. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like, I mean, <laughs> he was it sounds like uncle Stern knew. 
knew that it was coming. And <laughs> yeah, that but tell me, tell bad. me that nobody, tell me that anybody else at that table considered him a threat past that point. Yeah, you just dumped three <laughs> counter spells. What could you have? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like what what could have even been in that hand? And at that point, when you see three counters go by, it's like, all right, well. Yeah, you've also exposed the fact now. that you need this soul ring. Anybody that's more competitive, like the next player is going to destroy that soul ring. And that's, that's, <laughs> you're going to scoop. <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Stern. I, I I know you're a listener and stuff, and I'm coming at you, but I, I, I think I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what man. do we think? Uh, what do we think about the soul rating here? Ooh. Oh, it's so salty. It's just like pure. It's a full shaker. This is a full shaker situation. You've overfilled the shaker, in fact, and you're just like trying to screw it on. And it's like grindy and like, you know, feels like there's like sand in there. It's just uncomfortable all around for everybody. (laughs) It's a packed shaker for sure. Love that. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm agreeing. (laughs) Thirded. (laughs) Fourth did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Use that math degree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do we have time for one more guys or should we, what what do, what do we think? Mike's our timekeeper. We're well beyond the boundaries of the pride lands at this point. We should probably just move into the salty guard. Let's do time of the week. So it's that time of the week you're saying Mike. Yeah, I am. What is that time of the week though? Do you know, Sam? Yeah. It's the time of the week that comes Every week. Are you sure it's every week? Uh, Let me check. Ghost (laughs) pulls up outline. (laughs) Actively looks at the log of the last three episodes. (laughs) Yeah, I did check and uh, it does come every week. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's when diving. It's the time of the week where we say it's the time of the week where we say, Mike, what's the salty card of the week? <laughs> I'm glad you finally figured out what time of the week it was, Sam, because I was I was getting confused there. The salty card. Batman. saying Batman. He was say salty card. with the interrupt. Well, I did it because he's wearing the Batman shirt and it popped into my head. I was feeling it instantly. This is why I sing the songs every week. The listeners cannot see the shirt. Well, um, they they well, feel the shirt. Now, not even though. salt man. Not even salty card. Oh, I wish I had this card to deal with all the bullshit man. you guys are doing. Oh boy, because uh, the salty card of the week this week, we've already heard it a little bit. It's mana drain. Oh, oh, oh nice. Well, <laughs> okay, great. So uh, interesting. Okay, kick us off, Mike. What do you think about mana drain? Wait, we'll read I, read the card. Mike. Oh my god, I'm sorry. What a fucking scrub. Get so good. how did you even get this job? <laughs> We've only recorded 36 episodes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Mana Drain is two blue for an instant. It says counter target spell at the beginning of your next main phase. Add an amount of colorless mana equal to that spell's mana value. Right. So, uh, yeah, Mike, Simple. does this one? Uh, how do you feel about this card? I don't like counters in general, right? So I'm not stoked to see it. I'm not going to play it. That's for sure. It's not me. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I Do I have a beautiful full art foil double masters 2022 uh, mana train <laughs> sitting in a binder next to the commander legends one? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. I have <laughs> copies of this card. They're not going to get played by me. Not 
at not for unless I do CDH, which I don't think I will. I think it's super powerful. I think it's great against a player who's playing big cards very cockily. Like, I think that's fantastic. You can get even if you just like managing something for two mana, that's just like your first spell costs two less. You know, if you're going to play a counter spell, you might as well make it mana drain. Hmm. Uh, but I don't care for them. So I, I, I'm not stoked when I see it, but I understand why it's there. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Tony, how do you feel about managing? Here we go. Well, blue is a trash color for trash people. We all know this <laughs> to be true. Uh, I fucking hate this card because <laughs> it, it just feels it feels worse than other counters. I'm I'm looking at this from the perspective of being countered because mm, yeah, yeah, of course, like right, you same. play a thing finally and then some dick counters it. And in CDH, it might be something that's just fucking two mana. And you're like, come on, like give me something. I'm running fucking S tier Salvala, but she doesn't have an answer for the mana drain, which is a problem. <laughs> let me let me ask you this. What do you hate more, Mana Drain, Force of Will, or Fierce Guardianship? Ooh. Well, we've covered Fierce Guardianship already. Uh, yeah. one time on the episode. Tune in to our Magic 30 episode, I think, when we talked <laughs> was about it real? that. Wow. You're, yeah, that was that Magic you're 30. on it. You're yeah. on it, Sam. Nice. Yeah. Uh, free shit is dumb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Free shit is a little more dumb. I would rather see somebody hold up two mana, mm-hmm. and then if I play into it, I know... Hey, hold on a second. I'm tapping two mana. I'll be like, ah, here comes a counter spell. Yeah, two then blue it's mana drain. is like a sign. You know, yeah. you know it's coming. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm like, well, that's okay. That's on me. I should have foreseen mm-hmm. the mana yeah, drain. Yeah, but or why maybe can't it be arcane denial and I get to draw at the beginning of their next upkeep? <laughs> no, they just get more fucking mana at their upkeep. <laughs> like, yeah, well, all right. Let me say. Let me say how I feel about this. Yeah, how, I do got feel, how do you feel, Sam? You have some salt feels about this. This sounds like it's up your alley. I am salty about uh mana drain. And the reason yeah, why yeah. I don't think it's like it is a powerful card. I'm I'm kind of surprised it's on this salty list at all. Um, but it is a powerful card. The reason I don't like it is because people with a mana drain in hand will mm-hmm. sometimes counter a card just for being three or more mana. Like it, it is one of the only counters that is often just played purely for value so they can have a big turn next turn. And sometimes it comes down and you're like, why the fuck did you just counter that spell? And they're like, I need three mana. And you're like, God damn it. Like that is the worst feeling. I'd rather have you counter something of mine that is Tony smiling because he fucking did this to me the other day. I, <laughs> yeah, I your rather... smothering tithe wasn't like an important thing at all. <laughs> you did, it wasn't smothering tithe. It was Alesha. Oh, it was Alesha. Whatever. Alesha is also important. It was the right move, folks. No, whatever. <laughs> but but the thing is, like, I you like counter perspective though. Something that is like people counter something that may not be a threat purely mm-hmm. because they want the mana. Which I get like, that. I get it. I think it's a. The strategy makes sense, but I just hate that shit because it combines losing a card and bad targeting priority, which are like two things I just, you know, that right. That ground Unless my gears it's a little tempo, bit. it's a tempo play. It is a tempo play, but man, it's just, it's, it's, that gets me salty for sure. Yeah. How do you feel about this one, Mike? I, I mean, I like it. I don't like getting countered Get out of here. just as much as everybody else, you know, like that's not an experience that I like. But I kind of like that 
hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. This is w- blues, hyper shitty, rampant growth. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fucking so leave. Stupid. What it's two mana. Fucking mean? It's two mana and it gives you mana, but or someone else turn. has to cast a spell in order for you to do that. Yeah. yeah. In this game, nobody turn. fucking does that. <laughs> that one plays spells. That ever. is. That is the justification that got this card designed. That is like what the design team, the thought of, they're like, it's not even good. It's basically just blues ramp. And now it's like this A tier card when back in the day, it was probably just, you know, like a random ass piece of jank. You know what? You know what blues rampant growth is? Mindstone. I don't think you can call yeah. mana train blues <laughs> rampant growth. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'm kind of just messing around. I, I do truly agree with you guys. I think I think it also everyone at Mike for saying that <laughs> he has his own Twitter account now. You can go right to the source. You can't the shit out of him for claiming um, that mana drain is blues rampant growth. <laughs> but for real, one of the things I do really dislike about it is how expensive it is yeah. combined with how prevalent it is. A lot of these yeah. really expensive cards we don't see make it into every deck. Like Cyclonic Rift makes it into a ton of decks, but it's so expensive that it doesn't quite make it into everything. Mm-hmm. This makes it into like a ton of stuff and costs a bunch of money. So yeah. normally we guess the salty rating, like where this is in the top 100 cards. We'll get to that in a second. But what mm-hmm. percent of decks do you think this is in on EDH rec? Ooh, with that lead in, I'm going to guess 13%. Okay. What do you think, Mike? I want to guess higher than that. I think 30% of decks, 30% of blue decks are probably going to play it. Uh, So to clarify, it's all decks. decks. I can't can't sort just by blue. You know, it's what percent of all decks on EDH rec have it in it. I think that's because 13% of players suck and play blue. (laughs) I would do maybe 17. I'm going high too. Mike, do you want to revise? Or do you just want to stick with 30% yeah. of blue, which we can't no, really I'm gonna, I'm gonna revise. I, I, no, no, I'm going to revise. 47%. Of oh, that. damn. <laughs> you know, he's right, because we didn't factor in the decks that aren't blue, but run it but anyway. illegally play. <laughs> have a copy in the sideboard. Like. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say 20%. I really think it's up there. I think it's yeah. up there. Fair. So it's at 16%, Ooh, which wow. is really, really pretty insane, right? Like that's it's yeah, crazy. That's high. It's a yeah. crazy proportion of the decks that can run it that are running it. So where where does it sit on the list, Mike? Well, take some guesses. That's the next portion of our salty card. I'll game let Sam here. guess first because I have a number in my head and I don't want him to copy me. Uh, I'm gonna guess 61. <laughs> okay. Mm, Did he copy? I'm gonna say you, 35. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm gonna go with 47. No, I'm gonna sincerely, I'm gonna go. <laughs> 33. Ooh, okay. Look at these guys. Well, Sam was closest. It is 66. Fuck. Let's go. Fuck. Yeah. It's the so only it is... time he's ever gotten it closer than me. <laughs> only time. Definitely. I mean, it does show up in the bottom half. It's not one of the I mean, highest makes sense. ones. Everybody's fucking running it. So they're not going to say that it's salty. <laughs> it used to be much higher. Like, yeah, I having bet. worked for EDH Rex sister company and like the iterations of the salt scale that we saw like a year or two ago mm-hmm. this was much higher it was yeah. um and now i guess the reprints made it more accessible and people are like no, no it's pretty good actually <laughs> it's fine we, if everyone can have it do we have the old standing mic 
We have last year. Last year it was 65. And last year was, I think, also collected after the reprint here. So mm-hmm. yeah, I bet if we went like in the way back if, machine. Yeah, I think if we went higher. farther and farther back than that, it would show up higher. Um it's an interesting card. Sure. All right. Well, that concludes this week's salty card of the week. It's for well, thanks, Ryan. Mike. That was lovely. And thank you to our listeners out there for tuning in to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine podcast. And thank you, Mike, for jumping out and hanging out with us on here. Hey, buddy. Super happy to have another salt connoisseur out here. If you guys want to find <laughs> more Mike, check out his article on Commander's Herald, Am I the Bolus? It's kind of interesting, like how we've been talking about it. We talk mm-hmm. about very similar things, but I feel like you get different questions than we do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like just talking about it, like people are looking to see if they're being an asshole in your questions. And in ours, sometimes exactly. they're just telling us that they are the asshole already. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like I do have some, man, some of these are like, they can be rough, but for the most part, it's like, I don't know. Did I do something wrong? Or am I wrong for feeling this way about yeah. somebody who is mm-hmm. very much being a prick you know like yeah and so you know i've been doing this series for like the entire time commander Sarah has been running oh that's awesome you know please if you have any stories that you want me to weigh in on please just send an email to mark carbonza at gmail.com i know it sounds fake but i promise it's real it's me <laughs> if you go to the article series on commanderzero.com You'll see it. It's right there. That's the email I use. It's a dumb pseudonym that I started using a while back. <laughs> I like it a lot. So send me your stories and I'll happily uh, talk about them in the series. Unless unless you're just a bigot or sexist, in which case I'll email you back telling you to fuck off. Because uh, <laughs> I have had two of those. Oh, uh, and I, Yeah. No good. Yeah. And if anyone wants that email too, we'll we'll make sure to put that in the description for the episode. So you can check there too. Nice. And Mike, where else can people find you? Do you want to like plug your Twitter or anything like that? I yeah, you absolutely. Do some stuff too. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a stand-up comedian first and foremost. So I have a comedy album out called Cherubic. Uh it's available on Blonde Medicine Records. And so wherever you get your, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, if you buy from Bandcamp, like stuff like that. Sweet. Uh, I have a podcast called We Didn't Get a Rose. It's a podcast about The Bachelor. Oh, that's uh, so awesome. Oh, my God. I have to tell my uh, girlfriend. And uh, <laughs> Hell, yeah. I was actually on a live episode in San Francisco of Will You Accept This Rose podcast with Arden Marine. No and that's way. coming up soon. That's sick, dude. Um, But yeah, Mike Carroza, M-I-K-E-C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A, at Mike Carroza on Twitter, at Mike Carroza on Instagram. Uh, You can hit me up. If you if you have anything that you want to send in or you just want to say what's up, just hit me up. I'm out there. Sweet. I'm about it. Nice. And if you guys want more Howling Salt Mine content, um, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Howling Salt Mine. We have bonus episodes every month for our Extra Salt series. You can also check out our new short form series that we're calling Stray Grains, Stray Grains from the Salt Shaker, <laughs> um, little clips and things like that. And that's where Tony's uh, going to tell you to get good. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and jump into our discord and, and hang out with us. It's a, it's a really good time. Um, if you want one of your stories on a future Howling Salt Mine episode, email us at the Howling Salt Mine at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram, Twitter, or Reddit on Instagram and Reddit. We are the Howling Salt Mine. And on Twitter, we are Howling Salt Mine because we couldn't get the, the, and yeah. You know, if you guys want to give us a five-star review, we always fucking love that. Thank you so much for doing that if you already have. 
And of course, we have to shout out our amazing podcast artist, J.D. Burnett. J.D. is a tattoo artist in Asheville, North Carolina. So if you're ever in the area, hit him up and get a tattoo from him. He's a really cool guy. Awesome. Thanks again, Mike, for joining us today. Thanks for having me, boys. As always, stay salty and don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. It's the Howling What's up, Mike? I'm Mike. Nice to meet you. Yo, nice to meet you, Mike. I'm Mike. T Money. We're going with T Money. His name literally happens every time. Yes, to do it. Yeah. So if you're Mike Carroza, who the fuck is Mark Carbonza? Your Gmail address. I like. I had to triple check it. I was like, who's Mark Carbonza? Mark Carbonza. Um. I've been doing stand-up comedy for like over 10 years, like close to 12, 13 years now. When this one time a host brought me up and he was like, how do you pronounce your name? I was like, Mike Carroza. And he was like, okay, Mike Carroza, Mike Carroza. Okay. And then he got on stage and I was like, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mark Carbonza. And I was like, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> so I filed that away for a long time. I love and then that. I decided to use it like, cause that commander's herald, I thought it would be a smart idea to kind of separate my comedy stuff from magic stuff. Yeah. At the time I even had like a separate Twitter account and everything. And then I just realized I don't care enough to like, <laughs> like it's like separate, too much effort like, leading these yeah, two separate lives. <laughs> yeah. So a couple of my comedy fans are going to see some magic, the gathering tweets here and there. Who do what, who gives a shit? You know what yeah. I mean? What are they going to yeah. ostracize you for being a nerd? Yeah, dude. Hey, man, they can't hurt me anymore. You know, I'm confident. Did we lose Tony? Tony looks frozen as hell. Oh, shit. All right, let's talk shit. Tell me a secret about Tony. Uh, Tony is... Tony is bad at threat assessment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And also... Also, Tony has really powerful decks that he calls jank all the time <laughs> and we'll be like, it's just jank and just we'll kick our ass and we'll be like, dude, it's not fucking jank. He's like, Give me no, an it's just jank. And he does it all the time. So he's got a um, he the, the most notorious deck is a Grenzo Dungeon Warden deck. So it's all about like playing off the bottom oh, of I your know. library. Oh, but yeah. man, so it, it runs janky cards. It is of a course janky it does strategy. Because that's exactly but it fucking slaps and it just like cranks out on turn like four or five and he will just combo <laughs> off and totally beat us. Uh, and he's also great and we really like him. Hey, welcome back, Tony. Oh, fuck you. 